Hey, everybody. Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you so much for checking out another episode. Super excited to welcome back to the show my dear friend and singer-songwriter, Samantha Clemens. Had a great time catching up with Sam, talking about some brand new music, big show coming up. And uh, it was just a good excuse to hang out with a with a friend, and we had a lot of fun with this one, so I hope you enjoy it. Big thanks once again to Friendship Brewing Company for their continued support of this show. Uh, come on out and see them in Wentzville, Missouri, serving up all your craft beer needs. Over 25 rotating taps and all kinds of delicious food. You got your burgers, nachos, flatbread, pizzas, pretzels, all kinds of tasty eats out there. And uh, you can get some great live music on the weekends. And uh, this weekend, you can catch uh, Steve Kyle out there on Saturday, December 2nd. And uh, don't forget, every Thursday night, they do Singo Bingo. So come out there and start your weekend on Thursday night with them. And uh, have a good time at Singo Bingo. Uh, They've been doing a bunch of great... uh, stuff for the holidays including holiday flights with different beers and uh, also you can come in and donate a toy for toys for tots and receive a free beer so it's a win-win for everybody help some kids out for christmas presents and uh, grab a free friendship brewing company beer and uh, you've heard me talking about it but uh, they opened their new location in flint hill missouri this summer and uh, calling it Fly High out there. And it's a beautiful space. A whole lot of fun out there. Same great beer, but a whole new dining experience from the Fly High Kitchen. You got uh, great live music every weekend out there as well. And December 1st, Friday night, you got Mickey Scott out there. And on Saturday, December 2nd, Buddy Entwistle. You can find their full concert calendar, beer menu, food menu, and everything else at friendshipbrewingcompany.com. And uh, be sure to plug in with them on Facebook and Instagram for more info. But uh, come on out and see what uh, is going on out at Friendship Brewing Company. And have a great time. If you need anything from me, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on the socials. Email me, rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And um, with that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode with Samantha Clemens. Um, podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. Rock Paper Podcast. This is beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beats is the shame, covers non-stop, never know what. New kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot, could be rock, folk, country, or hip-hop, jazz. All kind of folks that he has, could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Rock Paper Podcast. Double-decker fudge round, rolling round town. Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero. He's your hero. He's your bestie. Rock Paper Podcast with Shane Presley.
everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, hanging out today with returning guest, Samantha Clemens. Welcome back. Thank you for having me again. This is uh, very cool. We're hanging out here at your home. I got a nice fire on. It's a nice uh, fall night. Uh, just trying to paint the picture, uh, what, what it looks like here, but we, we're having a great time hanging out. Um, it's been way too long since we got to do one of these i know and uh so mostly my fault <laughs> I, we all get busy life you know and i think we threw a global pandemic in there for a couple of years so for good measure yeah so uh but this is what i love doing this show getting the, and a good excuse to sit down and catch up with friends and yeah um it's not like we haven't seen each other since then we uh we did a big party in uh summer of 22 to celebrate a uh, thousand episodes in eight years of this podcast, which yes. was a lot of fun. So much fun. Um, yeah, I had you and uh, the guys of the the Manus Brothers, Old Capital Square Dance Club, mm-hmm. uh, Egan's Rats, and Ben Diesel. Yeah, and uh, it was a it was a wild night over at Off Broadway, and it was a lot of fun to to celebrate with my friends and uh, people that have been a big part of this show for years, and so. It was uh, it was cool. It was a great way to, you know, celebrate a thousand episodes for sure. It was a good eclectic mix of people and uh, and variety of sounds coming through. And we had so much fun. And I loved Egan's Rest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was so much fun. Yeah, those guys are great. They're awesome. Uh, and uh, that was the first time I got to watch you play with the band, which yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah, we'd only been together, I think, at that point, like. Eight months, maybe. Right. Yeah, we were pretty uh, pretty new together. Yeah. That was a good time. Which was exciting that you linked up with some buddies of mine to, to kind of fill out the sound, uh, you know, for the live band version of the what you're doing and stuff. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so we got a lot to catch up on, um, including we have some new music on the way and yeah. uh, everything else. But uh, uh I guess uh, the big one, it being that we are, you know, it's been five years uh, yeah. almost uh, since our, something like that. I think it's since our last podcast, mm-hmm. uh, the actual sit down. So lots changed for you since then. Uh, I think you're, when we spoke then, you, uh, your baby was still a baby. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, so now you're, what, six years old? Yeah, five, uh, five, almost six. Uh, almost yeah. six, yeah. So he's uh, and talking back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it used to just be a one way street. It's All opened right. up since then. Yeah. But uh, that's also kind of the fun thing about these that, you know, we these are all time stamped, you know, for. Uh, a moment in time, yeah. uh, what it's like for you and your life and things. And it's just kind of cool to see uh, the growth, you know, personal and professional and everything else. Uh, what yeah. happens, all the life that happens between these. Uh, but um, I know it's really cool seeing you get to be uh, a parent and mother and and uh, raising these two little ones. Yeah, craziness. <laughs> you said they're, you said something off mic earlier about they're, they're kind of starting to find a little thing in music themselves. Yeah. So uh, my oldest, the eight-year-old, he has started tinkering around in GarageBand. 
Um, and, he, you know, he's just like plopping loops in there and then like adding some keys and coming up with um, melodies. And it's so much fun to watch him like get into it and lose, you know, 30 or 45 minutes like being creative um, for the sake of being creative, you know, not really um, trying to pursue it or make it into a thing, but just because it's fun, it's, yeah. uh, it's a good reminder, I think for myself. Yeah. Well, and I think that for me, I don't, I'm not a parent, but I, I think, uh, you know, it's been said before too, but like you're getting to look at it again through their eyes. Like, you know, so you're getting like, yes, re, you know, inspired again yes. to music again and stuff, you know? And, you know, I mean, he, yeah, he's eight. So he doesn't have any of the hangups around, oh, I don't understand music from a theory perspective, or I'm, I lack a significant amount of skill around this thing. Like he's just letting it take him wherever it takes him mm -hmm. and enjoying the process and not being critical of himself or overthinking it. Um, just like putting this thing down and being like, Hey mom, listen to this. And I'm listening and it's just a kid having fun, right. you know? So, um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's very cool. I, uh, I kind of wish, uh, I would have found it music when I was younger. Like I've always been a giant fan. Um, but I never picked up an instrument to play or I think the closest I ever be did, I, we had like, very early versions of like fruity loops on our computers and yeah. we played around making up beats and or whatever we thought were beats and like, <laughs> and, uh, you know, that was, and we thought we were really cool then, yeah. you know, and it's like, but, um, I don't know. I just kind of wish I would have pursued it more. Not that I, it's ever too late, but I just, I don't know. It would have been, it would have been cool to, to be able to, to, you know, especially young and uh, like having a little bit more time. It's, it's, it's a little more difficult when you're pushing yeah. 40 to like, Hey, I want to start a new hobby. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I even feel that way. Um, sometimes life will get the better of me and I will, you know, put down my guitar for two weeks and then I pick it back up and it's like, if you had only just given it 15 minutes a day for the last yeah. two weeks, <laughs> it would feel so like, cumbersome or um disjointed so yeah uh i i think i came to music pretty early i started singing in the church at a very young age um you know we moved around a lot because both of my parents were soldiers and so um i didn't get into the instrument side like instrumentation learning that until a little later um but i even feel like it would have been a lot easier had I had like a really solid foundation when mm -hmm. I was younger. I think, you know, luckily for me, I, I can hear things. Um, I have a bit of an ear for it. Not like, you know, these virtuosos out here, but <laughs> I, I can fiddle my way around right. on things. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, I totally agree. So it's nice that, um, I was talking to Eli a couple weeks ago about um, 
colored the new single and he was asking me questions about it and then um just like how how does this go from what I hear you play on your guitar to this thing that we're listening to now? And I was explaining that to him. Um, and then randomly he just picked up my iPad and uh, found GarageBand and started tinkering around on it. And then I could be like, so this is the thing that, I mean, it's obviously a rudimentary version of it, but right. like, this is how you translate, you know, um, maybe an idea a musical idea into something that you can listen back to. And he was super fascinated by it. So yeah, no, it's cool. Yeah. You think, uh, piano or guitar lessons or anything might be coming up or yes. Yeah. Um, I am, I wouldn't say actively looking. I want to like find the right person. Um, but I think he would like to take piano lessons and it's helpful that we have, um, we have one here that he'd be able to, um, practice on, but I, yes. However, I don't want to force it on them. Sure. I kind of want them to lead, um, right. that a little bit. Cause I know what it's like to, uh, have hobbies as a kid that you don't necessarily like, yeah. but that you have to show up for <laughs> right. all the time. So yeah. I, uh, trying to find a balance there. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw, um, uh, so, you know, uh, Philip Russo uh, yeah. from our songwriter showcase we did together. Uh, I love Philip. He's got a brother, Anthony that, uh, and both of them like grew up in, um, in the dance studio, their their mother oh, okay. uh, owned a dance studio, so they were performing arts for since they pretty much could walk, uh, you know. Like, uh, so I saw Anthony over the weekend, which is why this story was fresh on my mind. But he was telling a story about he first uh, did his first tap dance show at three years old, and uh, and he's like, his mom told him that it was his idea that he wanted to take. He's like, I don't remember that, but you know, like, his, <laughs> I'm glad it paid off. Like, he's still a tap dancing. Um, you know, he talked about how it was he he did a really cool thing where he was like told his life story while tap dancing. That's cool. And like a spoken word type of thing. And you know, the band left the state. Like, he's been mixing tap and dance or tap and uh, songwriting and stuff like together. Like, and. Um, and the, he's at the band left the stage and he did this thing where he kind of told a story and about how tap dancing, like when in high school, wasn't always the cool thing. Like he was the only guy really doing it. And yeah. like, uh, and then, but he dropped out or didn't drop out, but he was excused from high school to go be a professional dancer wow. at 15 and, uh, wow. started and still graduated on time. Um, uh, that's but, amazing. you know, he started touring the world and all that. I mean, just like, so it's just cool to hear uh, what it can do. Like, you know, yeah. like he, this is, if it's something you're passionate about and you're even at a young age, you can find it and, and build it. And then, you know, it could be something you do for a living and stuff or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, and we have a big shout out to Anthony and Philip, uh, great friends of the show and. 
But that was, that was, I mentioned that song where I was showing, I was listening to it on the drive over and just cracking up listening back to that because that was such a fun night. And, it was a lot uh, of fun. You, Philip Russo, and uh, Matt Hitchcock, uh, of both of Sidecar. And yeah. Such a great night. So, and those are just solid dudes, man. Yeah. Matt has a baby now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a proud daddy. And uh, Phil just got married a bit ago. Yeah. And so. Yeah. They're growing up. So. I can't believe yeah. it. We were babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but uh, so we mentioned uh, colored. You were. Uh, you said this is. Uh, you you showed them your the new song you're working on, and uh, we just wrapped up a uh, studio session for this, and we got the uh, coming out brand new single, first uh, single in a little while. Yeah. From uh, from you, so it's super exciting. To get some brand new music out there and. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. And uh, I got to tell you, you you gave me a little sneak peek, uh, like a, whatever, a couple weeks ago or mm-hmm. something like that before we sat down to do this. And uh, I listened to it on repeat for a good while. And like, <laughs> I uh, I absolutely love this song. Like, it's so good. And uh, thank you. Thank I, you. Uh, it really, I mean, uh, it's a powerful song and just you crush it. And the so I'm excited for everybody else to hear it, and thank you so much. November seventeenth, they'll be able to add it to their favorite playlist, right? Yes, and if you join my mailing list, um, you can have access to a an exclusive private streaming link uh, on November tenth. So, so Sam um, Samantha Clemens dot com. Yes, and then and get plugged in there. Yep, and just join the mailing list, and then. Um, Friday, November 10th, we'll uh, send out that private link and you'll get to listen to it a week early. Nice. Yeah. But we did do a little live stripped down acoustic version here. Smothering it 
it so deep Yeah, I'm so much more hit than feet See, I like to let my mind wander And I ponder before I speak This is always some of my favorite stuff. I mean, I talk about it a lot, but especially like this, this relaxed setting like this, you know, just like, I don't know, it's something special about it. Like, it's always cool to do live acoustic stuff at shows or, uh, you know, different random places or what, but yeah. I don't know. I just like the, the idea of being just like cozied up on the couch, like, you know, with a guitar and just like hanging around fire and telling stories and playing songs. And, and so th this was like a really, a cool night for me, really special to see this performance. And, uh, I don't know. I felt like that, uh, that scene in step brothers, you know, when he, when he's like, uh, it's when, one when of my he, favorite movies. When he's saying, see, I can't even look at you right now. <laughs> you you know, like, <laughs> so I was like, that is the biggest compliment. I, I was like, I was, I I you see yeah, that's how I felt. I was <laughs> my face cannot yeah. hold my smile right now. <laughs> Took on the form of look at you right yeah. now, <laughs> like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. Uh, but I'm yeah. watching that movie yeah. after this, so, just so you know. <laughs> the movie's incredible, such a good one. But uh, but seriously though, like you, this uh, I love the song a lot, and uh, thanks, Shane. I I start. I don't know the way my brain works. I start like thinking about music videos or something, you know, like, okay. I, so tell me. So, I, I mean, like the wheels start turning and I'm like, um, you know, I don't know if any of it, uh, makes <laughs> sense or whatever, but I start like picturing like, uh, when I'm hearing it, I imagine you like kind of, singing it as uh your youngest ones like 
drawing pictures, kind of a stick figure okay. family. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting off as black and white, and then kind of coming to color, kind of thing. So, okay. uh, kind of like a. Um, Brian McClellan is waiting for me to get yeah. back with him on the right. video. So, but there was like an old like uh, music video like in the 80s or something on MTV. I can remember like guy like kind of came out of the TV and he's like black and white or whatever kind of thing. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know. So I was kind of thinking like that. It's like it's just kind of a cool I love- thing. Is like is this like is – but I the, the symbolism of like – the color bringing you to life uh, kind of thing. Like, I don't know. So I love having the kids involved yeah. with the, like, well, I know you've done art. stuff with the little ones before too. I do love. Art. Yeah. Um, so burn my oldest was in like the main character in the video. Sorry. That was my right. fireplace. <laughs> um, yeah, so for Burn, the oldest one was um, the main character, and then in No Room, uh, the youngest was in u- in utero. Yeah. So technically, they were both right. <laughs> um, featured. But that's I love that idea. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Well, just make sure you uh, you know credit give me, you. Yeah, give me an assistant producer credit or something. Of course, of course. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, so get involved, samanthaclemens.com, Facebook, Instagram, um, you can find all, all those platforms and get, uh, be notified when more new music is coming soon. Yes. But, uh, maybe in a music video coming soon, who knows? We, maybe Brian will hook you up. So I, I hope he, so. He's the, he's a bad dude. He's a very talented he's man. Fantastic. We, um, met this would have been like later in the summer um, to start work on the music video for colored. And then um, I like tore all the ligaments in my ankle (laughs) (laughs) and had to put uh, a pause on that. But yes, we are, we are planning um, for some visuals for this one and I'm really excited about it. Yeah. And uh, we have a, Date on the calendar, uh, a little bit off, but uh, you can put it on your calendar, January 19th, Blue Strawberry in St. Louis, Missouri, over in the Central West End, and you might be able to hear that song live. Absolutely. uh, Which, uh, super cool space over there. You said that'll be your first time in in there, but so grab those tickets, bluestrawberrystl.com, I believe is the website, Mm -hmm. and uh, you can... See Samantha and the band live, and uh, maybe you might even hear some more new songs. But yeah, um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited. I it's uh, you know I was kind of saying earlier, like I selfishly I wish uh, I could get to watch you play a lot more often than I do. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't uh, always line up. Uh, I know you've played a couple recently, like uh, some different shows. I just um, you know, between work and everything else, it's hard to hard to make them all. But uh, yeah. it's nice to see you being a little bit more active these days. Uh, you got you and the band getting to play out and a couple more times this year. Yeah, um, we we were hoping to, and then you know scheduling stuff is just always super hard. But um, I think the goal is to be a little more present. You know, 
um, and make sure that I'm out. I know the guys do a really great job um, of, you know, making it out. And I think that's, for me, um, kind of my focus is, you know, it's great to play shows, but I really want to be a part of the environment and what's happening in St. Louis. And I think the only way to do that is to, you know, make sure that I'm showing up for everyone else too, you know? Yeah. And we have so much great music that's coming out of St. Louis right now. Um, It would be a shame to pass up the opportunity to see some of these people um, at this time, like Yannon, Karen, um, uh, Beth, mm-hmm. Curious and Free on repeat on yeah. Spotify right now. Uh, love that new record. I know Yannon's coming out with a new song here in a week or two that I'm super pumped for. Um, her Joyride. Uh, I was listening day one and I I loved it. So, um, yeah, I think that's kind of where my focus is. It would be great to get out and get to play more. Um, I know us as a group now we've kind of really found our footing with one another um and the creativity has definitely um evolved and so yeah it would be great to do that but um i just know that st louis is like this is a special time and i want to be um i want to be there for it and i want to experience it you know so for sure yeah there's i i hundred percent agree with all that. And like, there's, uh, there's something really, and I feel like I've been saying it year after year Yeah, and it's still rings true, but there's something super special going on in our community. And, uh, I think like it, it is important. I think I've, one time I remember our buddy said something about like, he was upset that people weren't coming to his shows. And then he, and somebody was like, what do you go to their shows? He's like, well, no, exactly. Like, you know, you got to support each other and like, yep. And, um, so I, I wish there was more of that. I think that people, it, it, it does seem like sometimes it's more of a solo sport, you know, kind of thing. People, yeah. people do get in their lane doing their thing, but I do wish it was more of a community where people do, you know, take a, make a point to go see their friends play and yes. support other shows and, um, you know, I, uh, I know it's kind of nice now, even though it's a little different, but whenever, uh, whenever we had Broadway Oyster Bar, BB's and Beal both going strong, we called a blue triangle down there and people would hop back and forth between all three clubs, Yeah, you know, seeing all, all kinds of different, you know, groups playing live music from, you know, usually, uh. 10 to 2 a.m. You know, so it's yeah. like uh, now we got Billy's on Broadway um, doing music down there. I haven't been and, there yet. In the new uh, and then in place of Beal, and uh, and BB's is going strong and and Oyster Bar too. So uh, so we're kind of getting a little bit of that, but like. it's kind of nice having those those particular venues like in a in a sec you know within a block walking distance. Yeah. You know, so it's like I wish we had kind of more it. That's the only kind of thing that kind of stinks about St. Louis is it's so spread out between That's down, true. downtown, the county, and beyond, you know beyond. So it's like we uh, 
there, and you got a little bit of that in Tower Grove. There's a couple of different venues mm-hmm. within, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, it's just kind of, I wish there was more like a, a music, kind of like in Broadway in Nashville or something like yeah. that, where it's like, you can just go from bar to bar and seeing all kinds of stuff and, and then be able to support people, uh, you know, on your, uh, when your gig's over, you can go across the street and watch another gig, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. So, um, but, and we've got little glimpses of that, but not, uh, to that extreme, but I, I wish there was a little bit more of that, you know, where it was kind of a little, uh, grand centers kind of turning into that with long, uh, yeah. like with central stage and, uh, dark room, dark room over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, a lot of activity over there in that area. The Kranzbergs are doing a great job of, Supporting the arts and keeping things alive over there. Is that new um, arts hotel? Is that over there in the? Oh gosh, not yeah. Angad, not that one. But there was another one. Um, I cannot yeah, think of not sure. the name of it now. That just recently opened up, um, and I hadn't checked to see like what area it was in, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's a cool, that's a cool area. Yeah. Um, well, you, uh, we're talking about, uh, colored and you, um, did, uh, was it Chris Turnbull part of that one as well? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so all this was at Sawhorse or is it? So we recorded at Midtown Soundhouse okay. with Dan, a uh, Daniel, um, and, but kind of brought Chris in as, um, like a collaborator, uh, kind of in a producer role. And okay. he has really helped, uh, kind of flesh out, um, the sound and help us really turn these songs, which are all really just me writing on my acoustic guitar, you know, um, turn them from like these, uh, acoustic traditional like style, um, singer songwriter songs into something that feels a, a little more, um, cohesive. Um, so kind of some background on the band. I actually met, Zach, uh, the bass player, Zach Clark, at a Yannon show. Yeah. I had opened for her um, when she released her record in, this would have been 21, maybe? Um, yeah, 2021. Um, and he just, I, it was just me and a guitar, and he came up and was like, you know, if you're ever interested in playing with anyone, um, I'd love to play with you. And then he found, uh, Jared, um, McFarland, the drummer. Um, and then they both brought Matt Gaelic in who plays keys, uh, to kind of flesh things out. Um, and it was either, Zach or Jared, I feel like maybe it was Jared that introduced me to Chris. And then Zach was the one that introduced me to Dan at Midtown uh, Soundhouse. Um, and I just thought it would be a really good opportunity to get an extra set of ears mm-hmm. in and, you know, an extra brain in the room 
to help. Yeah. Like flesh things out. So, and it's proven to be a really great idea. Yeah. Um, I'm glad we went this route because one thing that Chris is really great at is like getting me out of my head. <laughs> I am a, an overthinker. If, if just look up overthinker in the dictionary <laughs> and it's a picture of me multiple times, like one of me at 10, one of me at 15, another one of me at 25. Um, it's just me, all pictures all right. of me. Um, yeah. And he's great at that. Um, and then, you know, putting a little distance between me and this thing that I created in my bedroom in like a super sad place or a super happy place where all of these emotions are tied into it. Having a, a person there to kind of be a buffer between that. So you're not so precious about this thing mm-hmm. and you're willing to look at it as something that could be something like that can grow into its fully formed self. Um, it's been super helpful. Yeah. 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 Another incredibly talented guy and uh, good friend for sure. I've got to watch him play with many different groups over the years. And uh, he's uh, just an incredible talented player and behind the board and everything. And so he's definitely has an ear for it. And so oh, yeah, um, it's cool to hear that, uh, you two are partnered up and making some making some music happen. So yeah, and the um, Dan too has been fantastic. Like he's choosing sounds. I they were on this uh, synth. Um, what was that for? I think it was for Wild West, maybe trying to find sounds. Uh, uh, we have recorded a few songs that we're excited to release throughout the year next year. Um, and they were just finding sounds and messing around. And then he'd find one and everybody was just like, yes, that's it. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> um, no, it's been a great experience. Um, what do you, you think is shaping up to be uh an album or EP is what are you, what are you, what are you looking for? Yeah. So right now we have like four songs kind of in the back pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're hoping to just make a bunch of really good singles yeah. and release them steadily. And hopefully they resonate and, if they're catching on and they're resonating and people are enjoying the music, then hopefully we can, you know, turn that into a full length release. I think personally, I love an album. I love the, uh, building out the creative concept and, um, kind of mapping out the emotional journey of something. Um, but I know the music industry is a little different now mm-hmm. than it was when I was growing up, when you would like buy a CD and put it in your car and listen through to it and fall in love and then listen to it over and over and over yeah. again. I, you know, I know it's not that anymore. Um, and so I want to be honest and like, um, live with that reality, but yeah, I would love to make uh, an album. That yeah. would be that would be awesome. 
Yeah. Do you recall uh, maybe the first or significant uh, album that really like I do changed everything for you? Like, so the first album that I (laughs) the first album that I bought was uh, Kanye West's College Dropout. That's classic and so good yeah i i listened to that thing until it didn't work anymore yeah. <laughs> um my the car that i got to drive uh you know when i was in high school didn't have a cd player so i saved up my money from my job at dairy queen and went and bought one of those cd players that you have to like push the tape in oh, yeah the cd converters um, just so I could <laughs> buy that album and listen to it. And yeah, still one of the greatest albums I've ever listened to. Um, albums that like significantly affected or influenced me. Um, this is going to sound... <laughs> It's going to sound super strange. And I'm trying to remember. uh, It was in college um, and I had been I was super sheltered. So I grew up on old jazz, super old gospel music. I'm talking like Mahalia Jackson. Um, If my dad was in a really good mood, he might let us listen to his Luther Vandross stuff. (laughs) But beyond that, it was like. Um, you know, gospel, Christian, um, like he wouldn't even let us listen to Kirk Franklin, which was like hip hop esque right. gospel music. Um, so in college, I found like alternative emo, um, music, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> this is amazing. Um, and there was this album that I bought in Hot Topic. And I'm going to have to pull it up on my phone because I know I'm not going to remember it. But I'm pretty sure the band was Emery. Yeah. Um, And what was the album? It was like there was like a little boat and they were sailing. Oh, what was the name? In Shallow Seas We Sail, I think, was the name of that album. Or maybe that was like one of the main singles on that album but yeah i listened to that um yeah it changed my life i i couldn't believe that music sounded like that i didn't sound like anything i'd ever listened to and i listened to it over and over and over and over again and it influenced a lot of my early songwriting um yeah yeah um, it was a great record nice yeah yeah uh, was how do you find emory is it just a a friend or um, or or just because you saw it at Hot Topic? Yeah, just because I yeah, saw it at Hot yeah. Topic. I'm definitely a judge a book by its cover kind I mean, of that, that was the That was the era, like where, yeah. you know, you can go to a store and, hey, this is, looks cool. And like, you know, yeah. it's like whatever. It was, you actually had the physical form to see it and like, all right, I like these guys or whatever, you know. And Yeah, it could, was the artwork, yeah. honestly. It was sitting at the register as I was checking out for something. And, um, I had a couple extra bucks and I was like, I'm going to buy the CD. Yeah. And then I popped it in and off we went. <laughs> yeah. That's always fun too. Like, 
you know, even, I mean, obviously a lot of them you probably buy because you heard on the radio or you saw them live maybe, or, but finding an album and just putting it in and going for a ride and like, you know, not really fully aware of like where, what it's going to be on there, you know, it's like yeah. kind of thing or the excitement of bringing a brand new record that, you know, something like that, what your favorite artist or, or discovering a new artist that you find all their back catalog and then you like, you know, fall in love with all this stuff. And it's like, so, uh, I've kind of been going through a lot of that. Like I've been listening to this podcast, the 500 with Josh Hattemeyer's. I, I talk about it quite a bit, but mm-hmm. I think it's a great podcast and, uh, it's not necessarily the best, uh, music podcast, you, you know, cause he, and Josh will say it himself, he's a comedian that's likes music. Yeah. Uh, so people, he'll get people that get mad at him for not talking more about the music uh, kind of stuff. But, but he started the podcast as a, uh, kind of a dedication to his friend who passed, who was super into music. And Josh yeah. wanted to learn more about these great albums that, uh, the bands that he always heard about, but never really knew anything about. So he started the, uh, going through, <clears throat> excuse me, going through Rolling Stones, 500 greatest albums of all time. And, uh, and so he gets like a lot of comedians or, but, uh, uh, sometimes the people that actually recorded on him or different things and, That's and cool. talk about some of these albums. So, uh, so I remember a couple of them that stood out. Like I remember one, they were talking about white stripes, uh, elephant record. It's <laughs> a great and, record. Um, and now at that time, you know, like I was not super, I was into like rock and, but that fell in love with a girl song was on the radio like a lot. And I didn't care for that. And I kind of blew off white stripes a lot. And plus it was like that era of like the bands. So it was like, yeah. they all kind of started running together. The, you know, the black keys, the, the hives, the, yeah. the strokes, the, str- you know, it was like, whatever it's like. And, um, so I probably didn't give them their full, uh, you know, due diligence. But I, when I, after listening to the pod, like, uh, and I enjoyed what I heard on there, like, as they were talking about some of these songs and, uh, I revisited and I'm like, man, I love this record. Like, and the, if, once you dive in past like the radio singles and stuff, like there's some, oh, yeah. you know, like that's some of my favorite stuff. So there's something really special about albums like that, you know, I agree, I like, guess looking at it as a piece of art from start to finish, you know, it's like, yeah. so it's been fun to catch up with some of my old favorites or uh you know learning something new along the way too so that's what's kind of cool about that show um so yeah um i like to shake my head a lot but this is not a visual Uh, medium so i have (laughs) to remind myself (laughs) you mentioned uh dropout though and like the uh, did you watch the jesus documentary i didn't you should definitely watch that. Okay. Uh, especially if that is your one of your first records. Because uh, it's... I knew all the words. Yeah. I probably still know most of oh, the yeah. words. <laughs> I, could, I, could probably, I could put in Usher is My Way right now. And I could probably sing every word on that record. Okay. Uh, but that was a great record, yeah, right. too. Yeah. I didn't come to that one until a little yeah. later. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah. There, there's a... But in the uh, Jesus... Uh, the documentary was all filmed like while he's doing that, like 
Really? Uh, I mean, it's up to present day. Like mm-hmm. the, his, his, yeah, friend, yeah. his friend had been filming uh, all this, all these years, but a lot of it's during that time. Man, and it's powerful. Like, su- I, super inspiring. Like, I might be down to watch that. You know, me and um, me and my memory of Kanye have yeah. some issues yeah. <laughs> now, but I will never take that away from him I, that record was front to back i every minute right. of that record was uh, it was amazing well that's what's like um, that in the documentary in that record he's hungry yeah he's he's been told no yeah a bunch of times you can hear it he's done record uh, he's been making beats uh you know he's done it, He's been kind of get, making a name for himself doing that, mm-hmm. but he tells people he's a rapper, and they're like, "Get out of here!" Like, you know, we don't, you know, like you're, and you know, and so he's got. You can tell he's getting frustrated that he's been telling people keep telling him no, and they finally like, "I'm going to prove it to you." And like, so this record, like, yeah. he had a lot to prove, and he was right. Became one of the biggest records yeah. of all time. And like, so it's just something super uh, inspiring about somebody that believes in what they're doing and believes in them. Uh, I mean, it went it went to a, a, a extreme, uh, yeah. you know, of today. Some of the stuff, like, but you know, some of the things that we know Kanye for. But at the time, like, it's just like really inspiring to watch that play out. I would I would like to see him in a candid environment while like during that time in his life. It would be really interesting and I think compelling to watch mm. that. So I'm yeah. gonna have to put that on my watch list. Yeah. yeah it's really good. Um but yeah, I uh um yeah, I got two uh let's see. I, I meant the Usher is a big one for sure. Which is funny to look back at. It's a great record, but also kind of weird that Usher was like fourteen. He was so singing these songs. Okay, like, so. I'm gonna tell you a little story mm-hmm. about Usher here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was uh, in Las Vegas for work earlier this year with my husband, and um, we it was like. At night, conference is over. We're just kind of hanging out. And this very small man walks by, but he has like all of these people around him. And I'm like, who is that? And then I look again and I turn to my husband and I'm like, oh my God, that was Usher. And he walked right past us in the casino. And I'm sorry, Usher, I love you. But I'm about to blow your spot up right now. This is a short man. Yeah. He's very small. I was very surprised by um, how short he is. But he is also as good looking in person as he looks on, yeah. you know, in pictures. So he has that going for him. <laughs> All right. But sorry. Asher, you know you're short. <laughs> I, <don't- laughs> I do think it's funny how like we... Especially through the lens of TV and oh, whatever, yeah. you know, like you start having an idea, like 
physically what you know like the measurements and stuff like these people are like I, yeah i thought you were gonna be taller like it's just funny that we do that and like and then you find out like no nah, actually they're pretty short and yeah like, i was shocked so much so that like um uh, you could see it on my face but <laughs> and that's not to say that there's anything wrong with right a, sh- a short you know a short guy yeah. i've dated short guys i love short guys short kings you know <laughs> Um, but it was just shocking. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with like, obviously casting based on their own height to, um, maintain a, like perspective for right. the viewer. Right. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was super funny yeah. and I couldn't believe that that was a shirt like right next to yeah. me. <laughs> It's the I closest would, I'll ever get. I, I wish I that. could go to that. He was doing a residency there for a while, and uh, Silk Sonic was doing a residency in Vegas. And I was like, <sighs> I would love to see those shows. And those tickets yeah. were. I was like, oh, I want to see Silk Sonic, and then I went and looked at the tickets, and I yeah. was like, I will never see Silk Sonic. <laughs> yeah, um, I saw Bruno once at Shafitz. Uh, really? I think it was Shafitz. Maybe Enterprise. I Man, think. I think what? actually now I think pretty sure it was Enterprise. Um, but uh, what an amazing performer! Yeah, He's, I would I would like to see uh, Silk Sonic though. That would be pretty special to see them to, together. Anderson Pock is <coughs> Chef's Kiss. His um, Tiny Desk concert, I have watched an ungodly amount of times <laughs> just i can't understand how someone can play the drums that well and sing at the same time i it's i i it blows my mind yeah. um yeah he's amazing 777 by silk sonic it's on my running playlist that's how yeah. much i love that song i will run to that song on repeat it's amazing yep um you uh what was you got a playlist on spotify don't you like was that uh did yeah. you curate that no you're just like yeah other favorite songs you like right now like yeah i, lo- I noticed that the other day i was like um so i didn't know if like uh if there was any significance to some of those or just like it was just a lot of stuff you've been listening jamming lately um i've got a couple of them some of them are private so i have like a st louis playlist um that i put together of just like artisan the region um that's just called home and then um i've got one that's kinfolk which is like artists that are kind of in the vein of me which is like soul black artists um i have a couple of um 10k playlists so anytime i run a race i'll build a playlist that i train to um so i have two of those um which are just you know kind of trying to match the energy of how i like to run my races which is like going easy build up the pace a little bit and then kind of coast through the finish is like how i like to run so um the tempos will kind of start off a little more chill and then we'll build a little bit and then we'll kind of pull down at the end. Yeah. Um, and then just like some random ones for the kids yeah. for like TV theme shows that they like <laughs> and right. stuff. Um, yeah. Even when I'm not like writing or playing a lot, 
so much of my life, I think, revolves around sound. Um, and some of that probably has to do with my own little, like, personality or mental quirks. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. I, uh, I'm 100%. I, I feel like, uh, I don't know if it's the medical or the scientific parts of it all but uh i if i put at work if i put headphones on and the right uh yep the right playlist or albums or whatever like i can get i stay focused i'm like i can get so much done i'm productive and things like um you know it's i'm easily distracted otherwise sometimes like and same so uh same headphones at work uh you know, make a, a game changer for me. So, um, yeah, but, uh, and even like, it doesn't necessarily have to be even like super, uh, upbeat or, you know, like I understand like for running and stuff like, but like I can listen to some super sad, yeah. depressing folk music that I love that and still have the same effect. And, and like, it just, kinda, I kind of get lost in these songs and stories and stuff and, Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with, at least for me, you know, speaking from personal experience, like, whatever, we're so like, fluid and changing, even like throughout the day as human beings, you know, never mind from one day to the next. Um, But I think what music helps with is like allowing us to mirror back to ourselves what we're experiencing and find some sense of belonging or community in that feeling. Cause some feelings can be super isolating, uh, either whether you're at one end of the spectrum or another, whether you're super, super sad or super anxious or happy. Um, sometimes you can feel like you're the only person that's experiencing this thing. And when you can put on a playlist or listen to a song, um, that's, that resembles that for you. And that can reflect that back to you so that you don't feel so alone. I think that's where the magic is. And I think music can do that in a way that other art forms can't Mm -hmm. because we can, take it with us in a way that we can't take um, a book sometimes. Yes, we can listen to audio books, but. Um, but it also does it in three minutes. Right, exactly. Or, you know, not yeah. an hour and a half movie or. We can't take the saddest painting right. that we've ever seen with right. us while we're doing these other things that demand our attention. So um, music is like very um, novel in that way and like super specific that it can fill this need uh, much easier than all of these other creative medium can. Mm-hmm. So um, no, I totally, yeah. I totally agree. You ever mess with any of the other physical media? Like, I mean like art or uh, do you ever, do you ever find other ways to express yourself like that? Or has it always just been through song? Um, I have tried with art and I am so clumsy and again with the getting into my head that I, I don't think I've ever given myself enough grace to actually learn it. Mm -hmm. Um, and also I struggle a lot with 
perfectionism. So if something doesn't come easy to me in the beginning, I'm just like, it's not for me. It's not, you know, um, I would love to though. Like I see, I'll be on Instagram scrolling and I'll see these, you know, 10 minute long time lapses of people coloring with charcoal or for the cover art for um, colored Michaela field. She did the artwork for that and she would send me progress pics. Um, and it's amazing what someone can do with a pencil. I cannot believe it. And I would love to be able to learn that, but um, yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta have decades behind you yeah. before you can do that kind of thing, unless you're a savant, you know? So I met a guy the other day I went to the flea market in Wentzville where I live and, and he's a local guy lives in the town. Um, but he was selling canvases of some of his paintings and he does all through, um, aerosol like, uh, cans, uh, spray painting. Isn't that and, incredible? And yeah, it's unreal. Like some of the work he's done and he, it does, a, it's a lot of, uh, I think you can pretty much do whatever you, yeah. you wanted to commission him for something if you wanted, but a lot of his stuff he had on display, uh, where a lot of pop culture stuff, uh, you know, That's obviously cool. video games and movies. And, uh, there was like, uh, it was around Halloween. So there were a lot of like, um, uh, different horror things like, uh, yeah. uh, so the different faces and different things like that. But I mean, all of it was like super impressive. And I was just like, it's, it's uh, and I've watched some of his, like you talk about time-lapse. I've seen some of his videos. It's amazing. And he does like, and he'll spin the canvas and it was like, I'm like, how does he do it? You know, it's like, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, at this point, it could be witchcraft. Who yeah, knows? Right, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you mentioning, um, you know, some working through stuff and 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 song and uh, you know, finding, being able to connect that way. And uh, you did play another one live here today, and this is uh, you were kind of talking about it before when we played it, and uh, yeah, another one that has a lot of personal ties to it all and uh this is an un unreleased uh live here and maybe uh we'll, we'll get a studio version of it someday but I would uh, love that. this is might be the only way It's gonna rain. 
that I could use some heavenly water on my face. It might be the only way. Now that the dust is kicking out, it's not the sort of clouds I've been thinking of. But hey, guess I'm happy that I got out of bed today. It's looking like it's gone away. I could use some heavenly water on my face It might be the only way It might be the only way but I could use some shelter from these winds blowing in but I'm left facing the elements And all I need is a little light But every minute feels like midnight Can't seem to catch the dawn Before it's gone But hey, guess I'm happy that I got up out of bed today. It's looking like it's gonna rain, but I could use some heavenly water on my face. It might be the only way. Might be the only way Might be the only way Might be the only way Yeah, you you were telling me this one's uh, about your mother Or it kind of came from that I, um This is a song that I uh, wrote earlier this year. Um, My mom, who um, is a retired vet, she is a renal patient. um, And she had been struggling for a few years. And it took a while for her to get a proper diagnosis. um, But she ended up having to have open heart surgery earlier this year. Um, They had found a large mass in her chest that was sitting on her heart. And um, it was a a really difficult moment to move through with her. Um, You know, it was supposed to be kind of a routine um, procedure, something that they had seen before, um, you know, but as 
that procedure was progressing. Um, they made it apparent to me um, that this was not going to be kind of a run of the mill situation. And uh, that first 24 hours was just, you know, heartbreaking because you are, I, you know, I had been watching my mom really struggle under the weight of this terminal diagnosis for decades at this point. My mom's been a renal patient for a really long time. I was in high school when she um, was diagnosed. Uh, I was like 16 in my senior year at high, in high school and I'm 35 now. So um, yeah, it was, it was a really difficult time. And um, I came home uh, the day after having spent, you know, most of the day there and the night and, um, them having to transfer her to Barnes Jewish, um, due to complications. And I, I, this song just fell out. It was one of those, you know, there are songs that I've had in my, <laughs> uh, voice memo for, you know, 10 years that I've never finished. And this was just one of the ones where um, I came home and I picked up my guitar and that was the song, you know. Um, luckily, she's recovering and, you know, we're taking it a day at a time and um, she's still here with me. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was, uh, you know, was, uh, as you tell that story and uh, I think about my own uh, journey and stuff, like it was, I yeah. wish I kind of had an outlet uh, to process some of that. Like it was, uh, luckily I had this show. Yeah. I think it helped me to have my friends around a lot and talk about it a lot. Yeah. Uh, when... But, you know, a lot of it's tough, you know, you you see somebody uh, you love that takes took care of you for so long and oh, and yeah. you see them, you know, in, in a position where you're, now you have to take care of them or help and do those things. And you feel helpless at a time because you're, you wish you could do more and stuff. It's like yeah, so many things go through your head and like you're just like so uh, – Hearing you talk about it, uh, and uh, I've had other situations where um, I listen to I listen to a show called the The Honeydew with Ryan Sickler, mm -hmm. also another great podcast, and and he um, he gets a lot of the people on to talk about like some of their like worst stuff, like you know traumas, and you know it's uh, highlighting the lowlights is their tagline on that show. So it's like uh, and. Um, you know, people talk about losing parents and different things. And like some, it's for me, it's, uh, you know, it's obviously uh, I'm sad for, for them and myself, but also it's somewhat, uh, comforting in a sense, like to hear other people talking about it and knowing that you're not alone, Yeah, you know, in these feelings, like there's a lot of things like we all, uh, you know, go struggle with, uh, like you do feel like you're alone in these types of things. And so, um, 
So hearing you share your personal story, I think other people are, you know, will, will connect to. So I'm thank you for sharing with us. Of course, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's tough stuff. I mean, I'm glad um, she's doing better. But is those are those are those are really uh, long nights when you when you're sitting there in those yeah hospitals and, and you, or whatever. And it's it is really hard because. You know, I'm I'm super type A, so I'm like always, how do I fix it? So I, if I see a problem, what can I do? How can I fix this? Um, and knowing that there is nothing that you can do is the worst feeling. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think a lot of my personal motivation for making music is just creating a space where I can um, dump those feelings in a safe way, you know? Um, yeah, it's pr- maybe not the most effective form of therapy, but it's a pretty cheap sure, one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's gotten uh, me through so far. So I'm um, not to say that I don't need other therapy to listen. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I absolutely do. Uh, but who has the time? No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> Obviously, a lot of podcasts, they all, a lot of them are sponsored by like BetterHelp and all the, yeah. you know, they, a lot of the guys talk about it and a lot of guys, you know, swear by it that uh, on these podcasts and different things. And, and I'm just like, man, I, I gets in my mind. I'm like, maybe I need to, maybe it'd be good for me to like, same. Uh, I've actually had a couple of close, uh, family and friends that have been like it it does work it has helped me a lot Mm -hmm. um i think for me just finding someone that seems like a safe place to go um that isn't going to bring with them all of the baggage that i have to deal with when navigating the world to begin with um is probably my main hang up is yeah. like, I just want someone who understands the world through my eyes and um, can bring that perspective with them as I'm sharing these like very tender spots in me that I know need tending, um, but that I don't want to make available to just anyone. You know what I mean? Right. That can be um, a little scary, yeah. but I'm not opposed to it. I definitely know that I need somebody yeah. to talk to sometimes, All but, right. um, well, at least you got a guitar. Like you can talk yes. to, talk to your guitar and we keep getting some great music out of it. So yes, he's very, <laughs> he's very patient and he's always there. He doesn't talk back. It's great. You <laughs> <All> know, <right. laughs> yeah, for work for the time being. So yeah. Um, I was thinking, you know, we, uh, maybe, uh, we're shifting gears a little bit, but we're we're um, creeping up on Thanksgiving. Yes, my favorite time of the year. One of my favorite times of the year as well. I'm a uh, the food and uh, it's just a great day. Food, food, football, uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Yes, uh, you know it's a, that's pretty much all you do is just hang out and and laugh and have a good time and uh, that is the plan. So uh what uh as far as thanksgiving uh what's what's like do you have a a tradition or is there anything different you do at your house you think that uh 
uh, or has been passed down or anything like that that um, comes to mind? So Thanksgiving is my mom's holiday uh, until the end of time, she told me. So um, wherever my mom says we're going, that's where we're yeah. going. And whatever she says the menu is, is what the menu is. But I know that we're always going to have cornbread dressing, macaroni and cheese, collard greens, and candied yams. So I will be there. Yeah. Because those are my four favorite dishes. Right. Um, so, she makes other things as well, but what? I'm I'm there for the cornbread dressing, <sighs> the cornbread sage dressing, excuse me, uh, the mac and cheese, the candied yams, and the collard greens. Yeah. And well, I'll go back a couple of times. So she is the guy like the uh, the panko crust on top of the mac and cheese like that, or how, how she do it? No, hers is just like super yeah. cheesy, yeah. and she likes to make it really like the cheese sauce super thin, and so she bakes it for a really right. long time, and it's just the moistest thing yeah. you've ever had. And then I don't know where she got her um, cornbread sage dressing recipe from because my mom's from um St. Lucia in the Caribbean. So this is not a this isn't a Lucian dish. Um so I don't know where she got it from, but it's amazing. Uh and she makes it with cornbread and dried sage. Um and then she boils like chicken livers and a bunch of vegetables and then just like blends it together. Mm. And puts it in this big dish and bakes it forever. And it's kind of like stuffing, but it's way better. Yeah. Like, I can't tell you how much better this is than stuffing. Oh, wow. Magnitudes. I'll be there. I'm coming, okay, I'm coming all right. over after this. Uh, all right. I'll let you know. I'll give you the time. I'll send you. All right. <laughs> and the wife uh, uh, an invite. <laughs> what's your least favorite? What's the, what's the, what's the one you skip? Uh, oh, you guys... <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, but the green bean casserole has yeah. to go. I, I actually like green bean casserole, but I f feel like for Thanksgiving specifically, it can, we can, we can leave it for like a barbecue or like a potluck, you yeah. know, there's so many other great dishes, you know, to it, it have is, at the center of the, that is with the, probably the one that people are very uh divisive on you know the split on yes like it's yeah yeah you know it's like uh it's like stacy on the other hand that's her favorite like yeah she'll go get like three servings of casserole so it's like so uh i do and i do really like green bean casserole i think it's just because there's so many other really good thanksgiving yeah. dishes i'm like i can't fit all of this on my plate right. yeah <laughs> I've got like five spots and one of those is turkey and I just gave you the other four. Right. So we're out of room <laughs> yeah. at that point, you know? Yeah. Um, but yes, if you have a barbecue, uh, there should definitely be green bean casserole yeah. there, I feel like. Yeah. Have, uh, is, is cooking, uh, a, have you gotten into that? Like, is that a passion of yours, uh, learning from mom over the years or anything? Mean, yes. Yeah. I'm not as good as my mother by any means, but, um, it's super calming. And I think mm -hmm. it has, you know, not only are you looking forward to eating the food, but like the process of preparing it. Um, my mom grew up in a, like a really tiny fishing village in the 60s and 70s in, um, on St. Lucia. And so 
all of their cooking is from the land. They're, you know, if it's not fish, it's provisions or, um, yeah, I, yeah, provisions from the ground or from the trees. And so, um, it's a really involved art form and doing it is engaging in that is very calming. And, um, also it's kind of how we love on each other too, is like taking the time out to take these ingredients and make something that we can all kind of come together around and, uh, and share. So, I I would love to say that I have a lot of time to engage in it, but I do make a point to at least, you know, twice a week get in the kitchen and like cook some sure. real food. Um I do if uh, I don't, I feel like an imposter. <laughs> like right. I'm not yeah. like honoring my mother's yeah. <laughs> I do. There is some uh, you know, again going to the back to the headphones, but I find a lot of uh it, it is relaxing. Uh, for me in a sense, like, mm-hmm. uh, I, but you know, you mentioned the comforting part of it. Like I do, uh, have a lot of fun in the kitchen. Like I do a lot of our meal prep, uh, for me and Stacy making mm-hmm. our lunches for the week. And like, I just enjoy, I'll, you know, I'll be, sometimes I'll get, uh, kind of anxious and stuff. And I'll just like, I can go into the kitchen and I can cook and I'll put my, headphones on listening to a podcast or an album or whatever mm-hmm. and, and just kind of get in a zone and like it just kind of mellows me out like uh so i don't know i don't know why but yeah there's something you know comforting about it so yeah um but when around the holidays uh i talk about sharing uh with you know and stuff uh, which is always one of my favorites like i i do really like to uh usually bake i don't really do a lot of, like my cousins uh and aunts and <laughs> some of them make like the most of the sides and the turkey stuff or, but i'll uh i'll usually volunteer to bring a, a dessert and i bake a uh, cheesecakes a lot oh don't and, tell my husband that. yeah and uh <laughs> but i like i enjoy it but i like and i every time they're always like man you should like sell these and i'm like i don't know like I like doing it just for friends and family. Like yeah. I enjoy this. I don't think, I think if I had to do it for a job or something like that, it would take the fun out of it. Yeah. And, uh, so, but like for the, you know, birthdays or holidays or different things like special occasions, I like to, you know, show off a little bit in the kitchen and, yeah. and make something special and share it with the people I love. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, I think there's a lot of a lot to that, you know. Just like, oh yeah, you know, I haven't been able to. And like, think Thanksgiving is like the prime example. Everybody, you know, usually like the potluck kind of uh, thing around the table, or maybe sometimes mom does it all or what. But you know, depending on your your situation, we're trying to keep mom yeah. from doing it all this right. year. We're yeah. like, mom, sit down and relax, <laughs> please. Right. Yeah. Okay, so what is your favorite dessert other than cheesecake i heard yes um i may have to stop by for one of these cheesecakes one of these days because this is a fave in my house but other than the cheesecake what is your favorite uh uh, dessert to make man uh 
I do, uh, so it's not my recipe, but I enjoy making it. Uh, I don't have any of my, my own yet. I'm not that good, but I'm good at following directions. Uh, that's all you need. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so, uh, the story behind it goes back to a friend of mine, uh, uh, Brandy, we were co-workers, or still our co-workers in the district, and but her grandmother used to run this uh, kitchen. Uh, it was like a uh, country fixings. It was like a truck stop diner type of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like became like I don't know how famous, but pretty famous for desserts. Yeah, uh, and she was baking all these pies and cakes and stuff nice from scratch you know daily and uh so uh brandy brought in like recreated her carrot cake and brought it in one day and i was like i love this and uh so i make it uh pretty often like you know a couple times a year or whatever and it's carrot cake is my favorite it's cake. the one of the best things ever like I'm, I'm so glad I asked this question because <laughs> you're not getting rid of me now, right. sir. <laughs> I'm not really like, like there are certain carrot cakes that I'm not crazy about, but this one, like, it's the best thing I've ever had. Like, and, and you don't want to know what it goes. I mean, like if you make it, you, you, you'll know, but, uh, like just enjoy it as is. But when you make it, you're like, you realize like, oh, uh, it's block of cream cheese, a stick of butter, a pound of powdered sugar. That like, sounds yeah. exactly like, <laughs> right. it's like a delicious yeah. carrot cake. All right. It's like these things are not good for you, but they are they taste awesome. So. They're amazing. Okay. Um is this something you're gonna be able to share? What like the recipe. Oh yeah, sure. Okay. okay. All right. I'm gonna yeah, need that it, one. Yeah. <laughs> it's not top secret. I, I think I can uh but pass it <laughs> pass it along and uh but it's uh I just think it's cool. Like it's, you know, again, going back to having uh, personalized, per, uh, you know, some kind of, even though it's not my family, but I yeah. love it that it's, there's a story behind this recipe still and stuff. And that's awesome. Uh, so yeah, I, uh, um, it's an, it's fun to have, find those old family recipes that have been passed around and stuff. And yeah. And, um, but yeah, so that's definitely one of those, I, that and, and cheesecakes are like those. I mean, like I said, those are on uh, high requested a lot at uh, our family function. So I tried my hand at a cheesecake once, and I I probably won't try it again for yeah. a while. Right. It's tricky. I mean, it's they a are a little tricky, and I am pretty sure I have undiagnosed ADHD, so this is not for me. You know, there's yeah. some things you just gotta. Um, if it can't simmer for a long time on the stove, I'm probably <laughs> right. not good at it. <laughs> one time, uh, I've only made them once. They were bomb, but they, I made like homemade, um, cinnamon rolls from scratch. Mm-hmm. And that is a giant pain. Like, so if you got ADHD or anything like that, like it's, those are ones like, cause it's. A lot of patience uh, as you got to yeah. wait for the setup and everything. Yeah. It's like it's like a whole two day process, you know. It's like waiting for dough to rise and. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it pays off in the end. It's worth it. But it's a long, long day to make making some cinnamon rolls uh, yeah. for breakfast. So. 
<laughs> no, I just go to the mall and go to Cinnabon. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's way easier. <laughs> well, you, uh, again, get plugged in, SamanthaClemens.com, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, colored coming to you on November 17th. Hit up the uh, mailing list for uh, an advanced sneak peek to it. But uh, I really enjoyed this chat a lot, Sam, and uh, I thank you for doing this. And hopefully it's not another five years or whatever. Oh, gosh. Uh, so I hope not. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> let's make this happen a lot more often. I agree. Yes. Um, but uh, thank you so much, Shane, for uh, having me on. I, I appreciate your time. And um, I really appreciate what you are doing for the St. Louis music scene and all of your support, you know, not just of me, but everyone that is um, really putting out some great stuff and doing great work uh, here. So no, thank you. You're awesome. You're awesome. Well, let's, uh, let's meet up again. If, if not before uh, January 17th at uh, blue strawberry or 19th. Sorry. Yeah. 19th. Close, almost got it. I know those dates are <laughs> listen all over the place. <laughs> all, right. all right, well, thanks everybody. Bye, everyone. See ya.